your driving. I mean, how was your driving record? I didn't ask um, before I said yes to do this with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we usually don't talk about it. <laughs> you can look it up. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Okay, then. I think there's a whole... Um, <laughs> There's a whole site. Just for you. <laughs> There's probably a whole computer storage bank just for me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, we got to get places, right? We got to get places, <laughs> we gotta right? Get places. You got to get to coffee. Right. We got to get to we church. Got, right. <laughs> get to to youth group. I right. mean, there's so many things we, we got to go. To. We're we always gotta going. Get going. We do. We do. So we're going to the coffee shop first, yeah, right? Yeah. To make this, oh, to yeah. make this right. Yeah, go left here. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go get some coffee. Right. At this point. Yep. Yep. And, um, it's, it's definitely time for some Joe yeah, on this anything beautiful this day. Right. Right. Yes. Um, right. All right. Going to just cruise along. We go straight. Yes, we're going to just go straight oh, on that's here, great. and we're not going to get on the busy, busy roads. Oh, okay. Look at that. The wings are back on the glow on the camera. Oh, they're back. Yeah. It's back. Right. It's back. Right. Um, wow. So I like that. Thanks for making the trip up here. Thank you for coming along, and thank I... you for waiting out the uh, technology issues because <laughs> that was. You know, interesting. I feel like you know nowadays we have to wear so many hats, don't we, when we work in nonprofit in the church yeah it's like we just wear so many hats and we have to try and be do our best right with each one right do our best with each one right. and um and pivot with grace oh right right <laughs> doing a lot of pivoting right exactly <laughs> um and um and you know we have teams of people then that try and put it all together once we gather right. and just make it just make this right make it right make <laughs> it look good make it look good um so, I I want to I want to talk about a particular topic. Really? Yes. Oh. I got some. I got a youth thing I want to talk to you about. Oh so, yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Right. So, there was that study that came out from was the Georgetown University that talked about young people um, leaving the faith oh. at the age of thirteen. Yes. Now this has always puzzled me. I'm like I think of myself as a thirteen year old. I mean, mm -hmm. and that was just yesterday. I yeah. Mean, right. 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 <laughs> I'm still like 13. <laughs> and I say to myself, like, at 13, was I thinking about that I didn't love the faith? And okay, different, different time, different family dynamic, right? Right. So, um, a, I was listening to a priest who talked about this um, recently, and he was saying that what it really is speaking about is their rupture in their faith life. So just hear me mm. out and tell me what you think about this. Okay. So he's. He says, okay, let's say that you had been praying for grandpa had cancer. Yes. And you were praying as a young person, you know, in, in your maybe fourth, fifth grade, right? And mm -hmm. you're praying and praying that grandpa doesn't die. Yes. But then grandpa dies. Right. And no adult came along you, alongside of you in that time right. to help you understand God's plan. Right. And that all you think is why well, prayed and God didn't answer my, 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 my prayer. Grandpa died. Right. And so then God can't love me. God, God has what, 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 how can I trust him? Because he didn't answer my prayer. Right. Right. I mean, and I was like, wow, I think that he's onto something because if we do not walk alongside of young people and help them understand that just because the prayer wasn't answered in the way we had asked or something horrible happened, right? Maybe right. a friend got in a car accident and died. I mean, right. you think of all of the things that 
in a young people's life that they encounter a suicide right. or right. something, right? Right. And if no one, whether it's their parent or a youth minister or their pastor or their a, a teacher, doesn't help them to understand, then it becomes this rupture in their faith, faith life. Yes. That that's how then I could see someone start to walk away from the church at a young age. What yeah. what do you think about this? I, I would yeah, I could see that. Why would I stick with that? Right. Why, why would right. Or would I do that? And I think our relationships these days, our human relationships. I think part of that, it's it's focused on outcomes. It's like, mm. what do you? What can you do for me? Yep. Yep. And then, oh, yep. you did it. Oh, you're my friend. Or what can you do this for me? Right. Oh, you did it. You're my friend. Yeah. So now we get to the outcome of prayer. I prayed for this. It didn't happen the way I asked. Mm-hmm. That's it. And right. I've, I, I've, I've been there before too. I've almost walked from the faith a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm out. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, cause this doesn't make any sense to me. And then it was like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. That's not the thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I share a story all the time with, um, about a friend of mine um, named April that I was a friend I was friends with in high school, mm-hmm. and we lost touch. And then the miracle of social media, <laughs> you know, you get touch, you get in touch. She's married and has kids. I'm mm-hmm. married and have kids, and we're like, oh, you have a beautiful family. What have you been up to? All this great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So months later, she private messages me, and she says, um, "I know what you do for a living. I know you're a praying man. I want to ask you to pray for me." And I was like, "Absolutely." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Because I have cancer." I was like, "Oh, you oh. you got it. You got it." And so I pray for her, but I was like, what else can I do? And then I would go out and I would speak. And during my talk, I would talk about my friend April with cancer. I would stop the talk. I would ask everybody in the room to pray a Hail Mary or some prayer mm-hmm. for April mm-hmm. and her family for, for healing, for peace about what's going on. But most importantly, for, them, for her and her family to know that Christ was walking with them through all of this. Mm-hmm. I have to stop for this guy, don't I? Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I mean, it's a crosswalk, but... Yeah. And it's not red. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's hard to say. And I think the Christian guy, thing to do is to stop. I think so. Here I am talking about praying for people and like, I'm not stopping for you. <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> I have coffee to get. <laughs> this is risk. Why don't it's you risk. stay on the side of the road? You pray your own Hail Mary while I'm getting my coffee. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, we gotta get some coffee here. We're gonna be in trouble. Right. This is your opportunity to pray on the side of the road. (laughs) This is the way I'm ministering to you. (laughs) This is the way I'm guiding you. (laughs) So, anyway. um, Okay, so April. So, so April, yeah. So, I would pray for it and then we would pray a Hail Mary or something, you know, and then I would take a picture of the group. And I would private message her and I would say, I just want you to know this entire group prayed for you and your family today. And then she would message me back and she would say, thank you so much. I feel the prayers. I feel Jesus walking with me through this. I, walk, I feel him with my family. My family feels it. And so over and over and over again. So over and over and over again, I heard confirmation from her that she feels the presence of Christ through all of this. Mm. Then on New Year's Day, a few years back, looking through Facebook, scrolling through, and um, her page comes up in my feed and her husband has written on it. And he says, you know, last night, April passed away. Mm. And... I was kind of shocked at myself because sometimes my head goes, oh, we prayed and, yes. why, you know, we, yes. you know, and, but yeah. I didn't go there. I went to, I know because she told me up until the end that she felt the presence of Christ, mm. that, that that relationship is more important than life or death on this earth. Right. And she right. knew that relationship. Right. So I know that when she died, she knew Love who he was, was and yep. she knew who, where he was. Mm. And I thought that was the prayer well that was it 
and so and I think yeah. we have to look at that like we're yes we're praying for their physical healing many times right right but there's that spiritual element that we don't know what their need is in order to um, be saved right and right and for her to reach out to you and to say I need prayers right like, you know and for those groups of people to know that yes their prayer was answered right in the spiritual realm right 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 um and and also i think those prayers in many ways help the living too especially when it's a yeah. it's a death situation right yeah. like and we don't know how many of those graces go to the living the family members you know the loved ones um because we were praying for the person who was ill as well right um right. but we have to have our own faith in right order right in order to be able to help our young people in that yeah. journey and like you were, we were talking about before we got on camera about going after kind of the lost sheep or those people who are leaving the faith. I think this is an opportunity. These are opportunities for us to make sure that we are following up with young people and having those conversations with them and knowing what is the challenges that are going on in their life that could be creating that rupture for them right. of, of their faith. Right. Um, and so, um, after this light, you might want to get into the Go over there. next line. Yeah. Um, so I, um, it's still, it's still, it just was such a mystery to me to that, 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 that survey had showed that. And I'm like, how can, how can that be? And how can we change that? And what is, what do we need to do um, and pray about in this world of youth ministry? Right. Right. Um, to keep young people connected to the faith and um when i when he ex was explaining that in one of his um presentations i was like oh wow like that that really was like i can get i can understand that because yeah even you know my own life too i mean having i think back some of the people we prayed for my grandfather died of cancer and my grandmother mm -hmm. had a severe heart attack and, and we prayed and i'm like but god still took them mm -hmm. and um but, you know, for my parents to explain that, you know, this was part of God's plan. Right. Our prayers are not wasted. Our prayers are not wasted by any means. Right. Um, but, um, but I do, I do, there are still times like you, like I struggle. I mean, the church is abuse situations. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I right now have a, a very close um, friend who's going through divorce mm -hmm. and they have seven children. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like mm -hmm. what? how's the Lord going to bring good out of this situation? Yeah. Right, right. You know, right. because we believe that. Um, right. And uh, it's uh, how do we how do we actually live that we believe that? Right, right. right. I think, too, I think I, I get a suspicion there might be a, a level deeper to all of it, maybe oh. even more of a root. And, and what I'm kind of been thinking about lately is that there is no urgency for salvation or to understand salvation in people that I think that people have gotten used to. Is that the one we're going uh -huh, to? Uh -huh. Do I turn right there? Nope. Go okay, down, down the other side of the light. Okay. Uh -huh. The people have gotten used to, we have a loving and merciful God. Well, he's a loving and yeah. merciful God, so I'm going to do what I do. And then when I die, it'll work itself out because he's a loving and merciful God. And, and, and maybe it will. I mean, I'm not the judge or anything <laughs> right, like that. Right. But the thought is, is that, but your life could be so much more joyful and full. Like, yes. it's not that we, we want you to have a just getting by life. We exactly. want you to have an amazing life. And right. there's one way to have the most amazing life. 
is to follow that path, you know, and full and abundant life, right? Right. And that doesn't mean it'll be a life without cross or right. challenge. Right. It's not going to be easy. But um, I think you're right about that, and I think too that um, he's also a, a god of justice. Right. You know. Right. So there is that compassion and mercy, and and, and what a beautiful um, thing that the church is really growing in is you know our lord's mercy over the years right, right. divine mercy and 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 i think that there might have been a time in the church where we maybe didn't lean on and understand right. god's mercy right at all really right. and and so i think how do we how do we come to a um a place of understanding that better and then really living for the eternal i think is what you're saying too yeah. right we we're living for this world only Right. Right. And how many people don't believe in what's going to happen af- at death? Right. Right. And they're like, well, it'll just, it'll just be. Yeah. What does it matter? I'll be asleep. You know, all right. this, you know, right. All this right. Th- or I'm just over, that. like it's yeah. over, like there's nothing in. Yeah. And, um, and I think we're seeing that in the fewer and fewer funerals. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, the, and my sister works in the funeral home industry and, you know, and she said, you'd be surprised. So they just, you know, just cremate him and call us when it's ready. You know, we're not having any service. We're yeah. not having, you know, nothing, nothing. Right. right. And, um, and, sh- and I'm like, oh my goodness, how sad Yes. to not recognize someone's life and death and then, and pray for them. I mean, praying for them. And that's, it's, um, it's because we are only living for the moment. Yeah. Yep. I, I think too, I'm trying to think of how to word this exactly that we have, um, well, we, we, we're told and we minister to people trying to help them understand that you have a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship with God. But I think that people have, I guess, an unhealthy relationship with him in mm-hmm. that a relationship involves happiness, involves anger, it involves sadness. Yes. But I think when people are angry and sad, like, oh, I can't do that with him. I can't do that to him. <laughs> you know, we got to keep that over here and only be happy with him because mm. I can't do it. And like, no. Right. No. There's a healthy way to express anger and sadness. Right. And that's right. what I think we have to learn to do. I mean, we had a friend in the family who, he was a sophomore in high school and had a brain tumor. Mm. And his mother called and asked if I would come over and chat with him because he was angry with God. And I went and sat down with them, and I said, so what's up? And uh, here, I'll, we can pause here real quick. I'll come back to it. Justifiably <laughs> right. so, right? right? Yeah. Right. Oh, wanna... All you, right. Do you have a thing? Yes, I have a thing. <laughs> oh. Um, um, no. I'm going to do a sugar-free vanilla latte um, made with almond milk. Hot, please. A medium. Um, a blended strawberry mango thing. Yes, please. Uh, yes, please. No, thank you. Uh, I think we're good. Thank you. <laughs> know what he asked me i'm gonna get my wallet oh, out of here um, so. um, you wanted to take home a pound of oh, coffee beans a pound of coffee beans yes great amy's blend of coffee oh oh yeah yeah oh, well hey. she's the woman who started caribou amy, really? i don't know what her last name is amy somebody yeah oh um i mean 
What's your coffee? Like, if you were coffee, Starbucks, Caribou, Dunn Brothers, what are you? I, I'm not much of a coffee drinker. What? I love all the blended spruy stuff oh. and everything. So <laughs> everyone laughs at me. And so, like, yeah. yeah. Or if we go to, like, if I go out with friends or whatever, and the guy's like, oh, I'm going to get a beer or whatever. And I'm there with, like, a margarita that's got the umbrellas and the fruit falling out of the stuff. <laughs> Like, awesome. I'm good with it. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm the fruity drink on that. Yeah. When I would come to Caribou, I'm, uh, I'm like, either their green tea lemonade, which is really good, actually. Oh, yeah. And that's got a little caffeine in it. Um, and then, or, or their latte. If, um, if I'm feeling adventurous and want to treat myself for the day, yeah. then it's uh, uh, mint condition. Oh. Made with milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? now is this your favorite place? Caribou, is that your Yeah, if I were to choose, yeah, Caribou is my, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like Starbucks? or is it, I or, go there, but, but it's this not, is it. if it's, a, if like they're on the same street, I'll, I'll head to the You're Caribou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I like the, I think the flavor of their cup, co- I find Starbucks is to be a little bitter. And so oh. I like their, their flavor of their coffee. I like better. Yeah. Yep. If I'm desperate, I'll drink coffee. It's not that I don't like it. It's just other things I prefer. prefer. But, but, like, I mean, you heard him. He's like, would you like caffeine in that? I was like, I didn't know that was a thing here. Yes. It's like, do you, do they have, like, is it, like, little Capri Sun pouches of caffeine? Can you just get that? And just, oh, my gosh, just pour it in. Right, right. What does that look like? What is, <laughs> do you drink energy drinks, though? No, I get the shakes. Like, oh. I went somewhere. I was supposed to MC somewhere, and I drank an energy drink. And, uh, like, I got there early, and I'm like... I, so put me on stage now. I'm ready to go. go. Like, like, let's do I don't care if he was here or not. I let's crash. do this. Yeah, before I crash. I mean, That's why I learned. I was like, it, it's too up and down for oh me. Oh my gosh, my husband can drink those when he's driving and we're driving. He drinks those five-hour energy things. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, I I couldn't do one. Yeah. He yeah. He they don't seem to bother him as much as far as like an up and a down. They do you know keep him alert but i know i would be like mm, yeah yeah get out of here be, yeah 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 i'd, I'd, I'd get the shakes shakes and, yeah. yeah 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 just feel awful um i can't oh. and sleep some people have the problem with sleeping at yeah go to sleep at night too yeah. like a certain time of the day they have to stop their caffeine intake or yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yep soda is always a big one for me to oh, try yeah. and kick like mm. I, I gotta get off of that i mean i've been better I've what been is better. your soda of choice um like, if I had to pick, it'd be Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pibb. Oh, okay. Those are my mm-hmm, go-tos, mm-hmm. but also just a good old Coke or Pepsi. I don't really carry their way. Between oh, Coke I'm and a Pepsi. Pepsi drinker. I get a little sad when I go to a restaurant, and I'm like, uh, can I get a Coke or Pepsi? And right. they're like, oh, we got Coke. Well, and Culver's. They just switched out. I know. <laughs> why did they do that? I don't know why. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, so you got to self-serve yourself. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh. And they're gonna ask. Out, okay. And they're gonna ask for a tip now. <laughs> I think I did it right. What is up with this? You, like almost a forced, forced tip tipping. Right. Oh, thank you. If you get terrible service, what happens then? Thank you so much. Do I like take yeah. my tip back? Yeah. What do I do? I don't know. I don't understand. Can this. you stop that? Can you like <laughs> I mean, stop payment? Call the bank. <laughs> stop payment on the tip. The tip. Awful. Remove the tip. <laughs> I mean. It's it's kind of crazy to me, really. right? Like, I mean, tips were meant for like, you gave good service to me. Right, right. Now it's like an expectation. I'm like, why don't you just add on to the bill? Because what? yeah, you know, and then let me tip if you actually gave me exceptional service. Right. Or going through the drive-through like that. It's yeah. Like, oh, you did your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I know. Did they not pay you? Like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Where was? 
I was out somewhere in a different state. I forget where it was. I don't even know the name of the restaurant. And on the bill, so, you know, it was the bill for the food total. And then it had um, for health insurance for, like, our staff. Oh. And they had, like, you know, 250 or whatever. And I was what? like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is crazy because you, you don't oh, wow. pay your staff yeah um okay so you we want to drive some more right yeah, anyway. okay okay so we don't want to get on the freeway don't go that go back that way yeah go back just that go way right. okay. we, yeah um, and then we'll just go yeah we can just go and we'll just figure out where we go yeah that'll be great so um it's it's an interesting world that we live in it is that right it um, is it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it yeah. is oh. i um what are you you know with your work in youth ministry obviously and then all the other jobs that you do Chris but oh finish your story oh oh that's right with our, our friend yeah so we had a friend whose son was a sophomore in high school found out he had a brain tumor the mother called asked if I would chat with him because mm-hmm. he was angry with God sure so I went to the house and I sat down with him and, you know so what's what's going on and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he just said I'm so angry with God. I am so angry. I'm a sophomore in high school. I have a brain tumor. I should not be dealing with it or thinking about this. And I'm so angry with God. And, and I, I just kind of looked at him and I said, you should be. I said, absolutely. You should be. I said, I'm angry at him for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I don't mean that he kind of looked at me and I I said, I don't mean that disrespectfully to him at all. Yeah. To God. Right. I said, but here we are. We talking about relationship with God. Every relationship has joy happiness but also ha- sadness and anger yep, yep. it has all that and we have to learn how to deal with those rela- human relationships in a healthy way yep. just like with god as well that we don't understand all of this and it's only going to be human for us to be angry about things because we don't get it yeah. and i need you god to just be patient with me and help me to understand, understand this it. but right now i am feeling feelings of anger that you you know, allowed me to have that you created me with, you know, so exactly. there's no shame in that. But right. I think that's what I mean. Right. I think people have this unhealthy relationship. Like if I had a relationship, like if my wife and I, if I only showed her happiness and then we, I, we never dealt with any issues or anything, yeah. that's not going to be a healthy relationship. No. So I think, I think a lot of people have unhealthy relationships with God because they don't share that side. With exactly. Them. And, and you and I both know God knows we're angry, but right, he, he wants us it. to tell, he wants us to tell him about it, right? He wants us to tell mm-hmm. him how we feel and whether it's an injustice or all the things I'm going to miss because I have cancer, right? And, right. And, and, right. and, and at the same time to say, help me, like help right. me with my anger, right? Help me to understand, help me to carry this burden, um, with, with joy and, um, and resignation, right? Right, right. Um, but we can be angry at him. We can, we can yell, go into church or go right. out into the, you know, car right. or wherever and right. <laughs> yell, you know? I've said to him, I've, I've prayed and said, look, you gave me all these feelings, feelings of happiness, sadness, anger, here's anger, and I'm going to give it all back to you right now. Now, probably, I'm going to have to answer that one day. <laughs> <laughs> But I did feel closer to him once yes. I could, like, yeah. because, you know, I look at, like, look at the crucifix, you know, look at the mm-hmm. cross. It, it's the worst way a human being can die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time I see a crucifix, now, I don't see an instrument of torture because he transformed that instrument of torture right. into an instrument of love. love. That's what I see. Yeah. Now, if I allow him to come in and take my anger and sadness and transform that just like he did the crucifix, like, that, that's a game changer, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think it's I- understanding that. And I think we can look at the lives of the saints and we can think, well, 
well, they make it look so easy or, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't, you know, who's the saint who had leprosy? I mean, I'm sure that he right. got mad at God too. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm sure that, you know, Margaret of, um, where is it, Costello, right? She was put in the, her parents put her away. She was the one, right, who was blind and she was hunchback and she was, oh, right? right? And her parents disowned her at one, at one point in her life and she's on the street and people, you know, poor. And, and I'm like, she was probably angry at yeah. God at some point, you know? And right. then she transformed that. But we often don't hear that part of their story. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And um, and so I think it's hard for us to um, really relate sometimes to like, well, how can I be a saint if I I feel angry at God or I feel hurt about this or I, I feel like he's not answering my prayers or he's... Right. And, and really, it's, it's in that relationship with mm-hmm. him that we can grow to understand and to carry what he gives us mm-hmm. um, with joy. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Do you have a sense, because you guys, you guys put on the... Steubenville mm-hmm. conferences up mm-hmm. in here in the cities and in Rochester, yeah. among many other things. I know you all do, but when you when you see the Steubenville conferences, I know that there's a lot of not only young people but adults too who are walking out of, especially like adoration and maybe yeah. but many yeah. times throughout the retreat, just sobbing, you know, and just like really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have a sense of what is it that is bringing that? out of them yeah I, I don't know if you all have. it's a you know um i mean obviously not i don't know in every situation right, but some right. situations where we bring in you know prayer ministry or i chat with the person at some point some of it is anger like it's some for some of them like you know what i i lost my dad this year or my parents got divorced and they're just hurting they're just hurting yeah um and for some it's it's a it's a comes from a place of remorse like i hurt god right and so i'm sorry for the ways i've um treated him and not lived my christian faith um and um and for some it's just this release of emotion Mm -hmm. that comes up in the presence of the lord that they themselves might not even know how to explain Mm -hmm. you know and, and almost a real gift for some in that the the tears can be cleansing tears yeah Um, and um so lots of different ways that i think that that manifests itself and um we are um you know so covid obviously impacted the steubenville conferences in a great way because we were a large event you know what i mean so we were um and so Last year, we did both of the St. Paul and Rochester, and um, the numbers were fair, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, Chris, I mean, St. Paul conference is sold out oh, wow. and a waiting list. I wow. mean, and Rochester's numbers are super strong. We're over 1,300 already, and that's a good place to be at this time. That's great. And we'll still see some growth there. Um, and we really were prepared to be like, you know, it's going to probably take us five years or six years to rebuild. Yeah. And, um, and so we're really seeing the desire where, and we're seeing, um, whether youth ministers are bringing kids, parents are bringing kids, you know, volunteers are bringing kids. We're just seeing a different, um, uh, climate, I think right. of, of people who are bringing them to this encounter. Um, and one of our main elements of what we do is really about giving them an opportunity to encounter Christ. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And we want that for them so that they can build a relationship with him. And, um, and we only can do that when we have opportunities to sit with him, to sit with him in the Eucharist, to be with him at mass and to learn about him. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and, um, and so I think that the, the Steubenville conferences does that well, um, to give them that, um, experience, but then they need the support of that as they go home, you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what I find with, with all these events and all, not even event, these opportunities out there is probably mm-hmm. a better word. Yeah. Um, yeah. that there's gotta be somewhere for them to land afterwards. Like I've had people tell me, like I would ask them, what do you do for youth ministry, you know, in your parish? And like, oh, we go to Steubenville, you know, once a year. Like, that's great. What else do you do? And they're like, yeah. oh, no, that's it. I'm like, but you have to, I mean, that's great you're doing it, but right. there's got to be something for them to land on, like to come back. And, and the same thing, I think, with family, too, is that whatever's happening at these opportunities, these events, and whatever's happening at the parish, there also has to be a landing spot back in the family yes. for them to yes. tease that out and and let that uh, that fruit grow there as well. And it'd be like a cyclical thing yes, that yes. the family, what you're doing in Steubenville is feeding the parish. Both of those are feeding the family. What's happening in the family is feeding the parish and what's happening in Steubenville. And it's just like everyone's feeding each other. But sometimes we stop somewhere in that somewhere pattern that broken. gets broken. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, we had to mend, I think, that, that I life cycle. I, I totally agree with that. And I think we see... Um, the impact of the Steubenville conferences on the adults just as much as we do yeah. on teens. Yeah. Um, I, he- I hear so many adult stories where like, oh my gosh, that speaker was speaking just to me. And of course we, we tailor the content to be for young people, right? Like yeah. we want to make sure that we're addressing young people and it's not an adult conference, but they too might have an, a, an amazing experience, an adult during the reconciliation times you know and and the mercy of our lord that's there and maybe they haven't gone for years um and so um and i've heard i've known many um adults who have been called to the diaconate oh wow during the vocations call wow yeah yeah and so and that was kind of a surprise to me i I didn't expect to hear those type of stories when I started. I just, you know, yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite times of the conference is the vocations call. Mm -hmm. I, I am amazed at the young men and women who step forward to just say, I, I hear that inkling of the Lord on my heart and that I will um, explore it. And, and historically it's about 10% of attendance. Yeah. Um, and so I think especially in those years where there was so much turmoil in the mm-hmm. church, um, right after the abuse crisis and stuff, yeah. um, when I saw young men stand up, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like, wow, yep. that just brought tears to my eyes yeah. because these are men who, you know, want to pursue God's call on their heart, even though they would, would be stepping into a vocation that you know, was a little bit murky and, and kind of in trouble really, you know what I mean? And, and yet to say, we want to be those priests in the church who bring the Lord to our parishes and, and, um, and fix the wounds that have been, that have been, um, brought on by, um, other, you know, priests. And so it's, um, and that's just one of my, my favorite, favorite parts and 
I think that um, uh, for young women who don't really see as much witness, right? Mm-hmm. Like a the you know sisters aren't abounding and walking down the streets unless you you know live in you know right. where the Dominicans in Nashville live right. or right. you're in um, Alma, Michigan, where the, right. the sisters are there. But yeah, um, and so for them to look at choosing a life um, or exploring a life that they don't even really see witnessed. Um, that to me too is just amazing, just absolutely right. amazing. And um, and and there again, we we know the results of that. Like seventeen percent of all parish priests in the United States um, <laughs> are um, okay. <laughs> we got some footage on there. I think it overheats. Oh, that's why I haven't figured it out yet. Oh, okay then. So okay. Well, we're right. We we're right we got this. We have the backup. That goes. And seventeen percent of um, diocesan priests across the United States um, say that attending a Steubenville Youth Conference impacted their decision mm-hmm. to become a priest. Right. Yep. And twenty-one percent of um, religious sisters and monks and brothers. Um, say that going to a Steubenville conference was part of the journey. But it doesn't mean it was the only thing that led them on their vocation, right, to choose that. But it was one of the, and we need lots of different encounters when our Lord is calling us, you know, in our vocation. And for them to to hear that call there again and to, you know, go on a retreat and pray about their vocation and speak to a priest or a sister about it is just, I don't know, I think that... um, I love that we're so intentional about those vocations, right? you know, because I think it's, you know, we are all, we all come from family, whether that's a broken family or, or a very solid Catholic family, but we, we have some sense of what family looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, you know, when, when, when we talk about having a relationship with God, the father, many of them have such broken relationships with their own earthly father. Yes. or mother right yes and so how do we help them how do we help them to understand the love of god in that way and i think to you know it's it's kind of like textbook knowing like well do you know god loves you well you know it says that in the catechism mm-hmm. and it says it in the you know my prayers but how how do i live if i truly believed that i was a beloved daughter of the king and that you were a beloved son of the king right and, yeah. and, and I think that when we can ask that question and for, you know, to go from the head to the heart is the longest, you know, oh, journey right. oh, yeah. <laughs> in many ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and to help young people to, to do that, right. To, yep. to understand that no matter what, they are a beloved son and daughter yeah. of our heavenly father and that, um, and that whatever happens in life, he is he is walking with you. He is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to, like we said earlier, to take him our anger, to take him our sadness, to take him our grief, to take him our joy, to take him, mm-hmm. you know, our gratitude. I mm-hmm. mean, that is the, you know, fastest way to our Lord's heart is to be grateful. Yeah. Um, and for us to remember to do that in little things. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a real big good habit to form oh for sure right yeah right right. yeah um how do you oh go ahead coffee's oh good good. good. Mm -hmm. so how do you so you have these great 
Steubenville conferences and everything else you're doing and wife and mother and everything. Yes. Now, my, I get into moments where it's like to feed myself. It's like, well, we're, uh, we're doing this retreat. I'll just glean a little bit off of here and then we'll be good. And then it's like, no, I'm too busy. I'm running around like crazy yes. with this. And so what do you do for yourself yeah. to stay, to stay in it? Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I'm sure you do glean some when you're there, yes, but sure, yes, it's hard yes, not yes. to, but. And, and there's intentionality, like Yogi, yeah. my husband Yogi, like always on Saturday night as father's leaving the auditorium as he's carrying the Blessed Sacrament, the monstrance out, he and I, he, he, Yogi, we want to be kneeling together for father to give us a blessing just mm. over the work that we do. And yeah. that's something intentional we do. And Sunday morning mass, we like, I take my radio off, like all everybody's in mass. So we're, you know, no, right. no, they, well, I mean, transportation is happening, but they, <laughs> yeah. they're normally all good on their own. But, um, and we, we try and be as present as we can yeah. for that closing mass. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, on the weekend, that's, uh, intentionality. And for me too, on the weekend, I'm like, I try and stop into the Adoration Chapel just for a couple of minutes, be praying for the mm. young people. And, and also like, Lord, give me the, the grace as a leader yeah. to, and the wisdom and the prudence and the patience that I'm going to need to handle whatever situation comes up. Yeah. So I think that's uh, on the weekend, that's the important things that I do. But yep. I also recognize like, this is not the time for me to go to confession. It's not the time for me to, if yeah. I don't, some, some years I don't make it into adoration because mm -hmm. there's problems happening, right? Fighters yep. have got to be put out. Yep. Um, and so, um, and I, so my own faith is really important to me and my, and the faith of the spiritual life of my staff. And I think years ago, Chris, one of the things I started to do um, with staff is once a week, one day a week, uh, we go to mass and adoration together. Mm. And so, and then like, it's part of your job. Wow. It's on your timesheet. Yeah. Like you, this is, everybody is required to be there. And it, on occasion, somebody's got something going on, but over, overarchingly, we are all together at mass at our, at a parish really close to our office. And so great. that is one thing. And I'm like, when we work in the spiritual realm, like we do in, in um, ministry and in the church, we have to have, we have to be prayed up. Yeah. We cannot sacrifice our own spiritual life um, because there's so much work to do. And you know, Father um, Dave Pavanka told mm -hmm. me this when I took this job. He said, Amy, there will always be more work in the church to do than we have time for. Mm -hmm. But he said, you have to be discerning to only do the job that God asks you to do. Ooh, that's good. Right? Yeah. Right? Because there's going to always be souls to save and always more work to be done and always more, you know, things to copy off and whatever else we're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, me personally, like I, I make sure I have personal prayer time every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, 30 minutes with the scripture. I mean, I have a spiritual director. Um, and that, um, that is super important to helping me to stay on uh, my firm foundation in my faith. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then an annual retreat mm. and I prefer silent retreats. That's just me. My, you know, life is so noisy right? and I'm an extrovert. And so, yeah. <laughs> so it just, yeah, it takes, yeah. yeah. And, um, and in the, it, you know, I, I have to just, you know, thank my parents. They exposed us early on to silent retreats. Um, oh, and they wow. would take all of us. Um, 
on silent retreats and there were some retreats that you know with eight siblings sometimes you weren't as quiet as right, you might have wanted right. to be or should have been you know or we were passing notes at the table or right. like come to my room i've got licorice you know right. or whatever right. <laughs> or we were playing basketball out in the parking lot of the retreat center but um i um i uh it's it's so good to be detached from technology and the noise of this of our busy life to be just in the presence of the Lord yeah. and to hear his direction on my life to hear to bring challenges that I'm dealing with or decisions to him and um, so I just actually finished my this year's four-day retreat out mm. at Broom Tree mm-hmm. in South Dakota yeah. and oh my gosh it's so refreshed I actually got done with the fourth day and I was like you know what I could do a couple more days oh, so maybe wow. I might do a seven-day one I might try <laughs> right, a seven-day right. one um, that wow yeah, yeah. And, and so those are, I think, some big ways, I mean, that for me to be, you know, just solid in my faith life and that I know that that makes me um, a better leader, yeah. um, um, a better mom, a better wife, um, and that I can't sacrifice that. When I'm... And I'm feeling like my plate's too full, mm-hmm. kind of like Bishop Sheen, you would say, right? And even yep. John Paul II, then you go do two hours of adoration today, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I don't have time. Right. And for some reason, somehow, some miracle of the Lord, I feel like he multiplies my time mm-hmm. and people get back to me and ha- answers happen. And, yeah. you know, um, so is that, that's been my experience. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and then our regular Sunday mass and, yep. you know, being involved in our parish and things like that too are really important. And we yep. just, we just really live the faith at home. Like we have a very rich faith life with our little boy, mm. Eddie, who's almost seven, but wow. you know, I'm almost seven already. Yeah, I can't right. even believe it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, but we talk about the saints and we read Bible, the Bible stories and we pray every night as a family and pray before meals and we pray with intentions and what are you thankful for? And, yep. And, um, and we talk about the different liturgical times in the year and, you know, holy water fonts and just different things that we, it was, it's really important, I think, for me to, for him to just see faith as part of life. Yeah. Not, not like here's, here's life and then my faith is over here. Yeah. And, um, and that it's just integrated, right? It's, it's integrated into my life and because we're that's how God created us. Yeah. And he created us, you know, it's like I tell my staff, like, you know, if you have an argument with your spouse in the morning, you're sure shooting. That's going to be coming to the office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, and, Mm -hmm. and for most of us, we don't have, we haven't learned the skill of a lot of emotional control. So it can overflow into work. Right. Right. Or, or you had a new baby and you're going to, you might come to the office tired. Right. And, and that's, we, we have to be able to like lift each other up in those moments and recognize that, you know, I bring myself as, you know, a, a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, a, um, an aunt, an uncle, whatever mm-hmm. to, to my title in my job as well. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and I think that because we work in, in the, um, in ministry in the Catholic church, that gives us a great opportunity, I think, to mm-hmm. be able to lean into that more, to say, yep. we, this is what we believe about the dignity of the human person. Right. And, and that, um, and I want, I want to, I want to lead differently. I want this organization to have a different culture, mm-hmm. um, because we are faith-filled people. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And people are watching. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're watching. They? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. are learning. Um, yeah. One way or the other. If I'm well, doing it wrong, right. they're definitely watching. Right, right. <laughs> so. I know. Totally, totally. Um, I learned it was that early on. I mean, and I think some people can look at that as a negative, right? Well, I'm always in a fishbowl. But, you know, right. Right. we are always witnessing Christ wherever we go. Even yeah. if I was working a secular job, yeah. I would still be, as a Christian woman, I would still be representing Christ there, right. you know? And, right. um, and, and, I think we are held to a higher standard. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. And I think we have to always be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like you're never really off the clock. I joke about being off the clock, mm-hmm. but I know we're never no. off the no. clock. No. I mean, I was in the hospital a few years ago for an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I went in and they checked me in. It was at night. It was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> and we're we're in the hospital and just me up there and the nurse comes in and she's typing in the computer and doing all her stuff. She's like, so where do you work? And I'm like, oh, man. Because, you know, as you know, that's going to go one one or two ways. One or two ways. <laughs> she's either going to tell me how much she loves the church or how much she hates, hates the, the church. church. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, all right. And so I told her and she's like, oh, okay. And then she started typing. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then she said, yeah, I used to go to church. And now I don't. I'm like, okay, this is this is a moment here. This is like, where right, are we going right. with this? Yeah. You know, and like, so, I don't really feel good, but okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, well, you can always get back into it. I was just trying to like yeah, feel it out yeah. a little bit. And then, um, and then the other part of me was like, I thought we were talking about me right now. Right in on my parade. Right. This is my moment. So, <laughs> right. Totally. What does it take for me to get some attention around here? <laughs> so... So, so she's like talking, she's like, but she's like, I listen to uh, talk radio all the time and I was coming into work and I couldn't find a good station and I landed on this thing called relevant radio. So I listened to it every day. I'm like, wow, that's great. I was like, good. And so we chatted a little bit and then she finished up and then she came around the bed, pulled up a chair. I was like, I guess we're doing this now. Oh and my so goodness. we spent another hour and a half talking about faith, oh. and I was like, we're, "This is this is this is why we're here." So Beautiful. let's do this. And so I just mm-hmm. chatted with her, you know, that don't don't be afraid to come back. Like mm-hmm. no one's judging, mm-hmm. you know. I mm-hmm. I forgot what all we got. We just went all over the right, place, and right. other nurses are coming in to check on her, <laughs> you know, because she wasn't coming back out. Yes. And I remember she said she said, uh, "Yeah, I've been thinking about buying a Bible." I said, I work for the church. I will bring, bring you a Bible, Bible for free. I was like, tons of them. She was like, really? I was like, yes, I will. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I got done. You know, we, you know, we, I went to sleep because it was, you know, late by that point, and I'm trying to not stay there. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, and that was it. I never saw her again. Oh. So, but I, I did get her name, and I went back to the office that next week, and got a Bible. I got a bunch of other books for people mm-hmm. who were just getting into the faith. Mm-hmm. I wrote her a letter, oh my put my gosh. card in there. I said, I'd love to talk with you more. I appreciate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? I'd never heard from her, but it was like, we don't you know, just, right? right. right. And maybe that, maybe she went somewhere else mm-hmm. and got mm-hmm. the answer she was looking mm-hmm. for. And that's perfect. But I think sometimes we, especially me, like when I was new to ministry, it was like, I want to see the end result. Oh, yes. I want yes. to see the end result. Yes. And when I go to like do youth ministry trainings, I try and tell them like, just be grateful that you've been called to be a rung on the ladder. Oh, 
you know that you you are part of someone's journey Mm -hmm. maybe it's the beginning maybe it's the end and you'll get to see that but if it is the end of their no not Mm -hmm. that there's an end Mm -hmm. of the journey of faith but if it is where they have that conversion moment and you're there for it you better pray and remember for all the people that got them there because it wasn't you by yourself yep yep (laughs) and and so yeah so it's like just to be a rung on the ladder and so i'm good if i can have the honor of being in that yeah i'm good and and it is nice once in a while it to is. get the letter or the <laughs> right. email or the call um, of a conversion moment that, you know, either a teen wants to share themselves or an adult right. or a youth minister. Um, and I feel like God just sprinkles enough of those to yeah. keep us going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we do need those. Yeah, yeah. We do. I think... Yeah, I just need them to know I'm on the right track. Yes. Like, like, am I yes. still doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And and, and the fruits, right? We, right. we want are there are are there fruits, Lord, of this ministry that we're doing, or this program that we're doing, or this um, time that we're spending? You know, and and I think that um, and and those fruits don't need to be numbers. Those, right. But right. Well, what are the right. spiritual fruits, right? Yeah. Of the work. Yeah. And and that is um and the Lord knows that we need that. A little right. bit along the way. Right. Sometimes we have a dry spell. Right. <laughs> right. And we're just trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, I figured, though, you know, God willing, I get to heaven. It was going to be that moment where I have to relive my life with him going through it with me. I'm assuming it's how it works. And I hope so, too. And really, the goal is to get off the hot seat as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> So if I can I'm, I'm going to believe like my that. dad. My dad's like, you know, my dad passed away in uh, 2009. Oh. But um, he he would say, um, if you get to St. Peter and he doesn't let you in, you just go around the corner because our blessed mother's got the window open <laughs> That's for you. Great. That's great. <laughs> he had a great devotion to Our Lady. And that so I'm like, that's great. what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Scoot around there. Scoot around, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. And she... Um, and I think we, we have such a rich faith um, that we, there's so many um, pieces of our faith that we can give to uh, each other, right? Whether right. it's the rosary, the chaplet of mercy, the, you know, the divine office, the, um, the litany is the, um, and we, to just to tap into all the richness of our faith right. is important right. for us to do and, um, and, and share that with um, those people who are we're journeying with and right um, and to really be I mean I always get nervous I won't know the answer to the question you know what I mean like right. oh, what are yeah. they going to ask me about the faith if I bump into somebody or I right. they, like you know and and then I just said you know I've had so many experiences and I'm sure you have too where like I don't know where that came from that had to be the Holy Spirit oh for sure right I like I always say like I when I talk about different times I'm like I don't mean to sound self-deprecating, but I am not smart enough to think about what came out of my mouth. I know that wasn't me. <laughs> like, you know, I know it wasn't me. Right, but, right. But I think to get people, I think some of the, one of the most powerful words you can use with people who are questioning is, I don't know. Mm. Because now you're you're at the same level. Yes, like, I'm it's learning not, too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, let's, let's mm-hmm. find out together or whatever. And, and I think just to try and use humor and logic just to help them under, like when we talk about purgatory, and people don't understand purgatory. I'm like, you played the game sorry, right? Purgatory is just getting in the safe zone. You'll get to the, <laughs> once you get there. Oh but <laughs> just get to that safe zone. Oh, we it's play all about, so much sorry. I don't right? know. It's all about low expectations. You know, you set that bar. No, I don't mean it. But we just kind of goof around about it. Right, but I'm like, right. but now you're kind of getting into the safe zone. And yep. then, 
know, we and kind of laugh about it, but it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It does. There's probably some heresy in there somewhere. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but... Well, you might have to have spend a little bit of time in purgatory right. for That's that. another one, right. <laughs> I plan on working at the Welcome Center, so... <laughs> I think I already have a job. Yes, that's so. awesome. <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, I am, you know, and that's our Lord's mercy. Yes. That that there is a place of purgatory where I, when I die, the the, the restitution for my sins that still need to be taken care of, that he gives us the opportunity to do that. Right. 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 Um, And, um, but I'm good to go because, you know, at the end of our retreat, we get the plenary indulgence, everything gone. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. I'm like, woo, 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 going home. (laughs) I mean, so if you should get in an accident here and something happens. (laughs) So if you grab the wheel, (laughs) wait, we're going to swing by a church really quick. Really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like it is. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. It's. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful life. And it's, um, we, I think to stay, you know, just to stay, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like connected and linked arms with the Lord, right? Right. Is how we have to journey through life. And I I think one thing that our young people struggle with that those of us who've had a few more years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, is, you and I both, I'm sure, could list a number of, of times in our life that we see the evidence right. of God's love and mercy in our life or the evidence of miracles worked in our life. And young people haven't lived enough years yet to right. have enough evidence built up right. that they can um, go back to. I know that one of the things my spiritual director tells me is, you know, when I have a, a you know, God answered a prayer, right? When I, when we meet once a month, you know, what's going on, whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, and this miracle happened and this prayer was answered. And she's like, journal that and I want you to circle it because in the, mm-hmm. in those moments of darkness in your spiritual life, I want you to go back and remember how the Lord showed up. Mm-hmm. Big and small. Yep. And, um, and so for our young people is they don't always have enough evidence yet. Yep. To, to, to lean into. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, I think on top of that, too, with a lot of what I see going on these days and you hear in the news is this whole, oh. what's my identity? Who, who do I identify as? I'm going to change to this. I'm going to change to that. And then on top of all of that, it seems like, in, at least in the secular media, like we in the church aren't even in control of our own narrative anymore. Yeah. So I, I noticed that, you know, we, we love everybody and we accept people. We want the best for them. But if you disagree in any way, shape, or form these days, then you become the enemy. It's like, no, if right. I love you, I don't want you going down this path because I think you're going to get hurt. Right. And right. I think there's another way. And one of the things I hear about when they talk about identity all the time is you don't hear out in the world typically that your identity is rooted as a child of God. That's, that's number one. Yeah. You know, if we get that, understand that, then it all starts to fall into place a little bit, a little bit easier, I think. Exactly. I think, I think so too. And we are, it's an identity crisis. I mean, it really, we are living in a very challenging time with that. And I, I think it, I think the root is right. That we don't believe, right. That we are sons and daughters of the King. Right. And, um, and for us to believe that, not only in my head, but in my heart, and then be able to live from that, from that foundation, right, yep. of my yep. identity and my worth come from the Lord. Yep. And, um, 
and there's so much that is swaying our young people. Right. The culture is just screaming at them. Right. Of, um, well, you know, do you really know your identity? And, you know, and you could be this or you could be that, or, you know, and I'm like, but yeah. we can't, like, we can't really, my true identity is as a man or woman, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, if we in any way, um, uh, we love them, but we want to bring them onto the path of um, peace and joy and freedom, right? Right. And um, and help them avoid some pitfalls, but it right. comes across as I think judgmental. Right. Right. And they've we've been defined as mm-hmm. judgmental if we disagree mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. any way, and it's just it's that's not what it is. It's no. like how, I can't get that across, you know, enough to people that no, this is. I love you enough to tell you I don't yeah. think this is good for you. Yeah. I was like, if I if I love you, then why would I direct you down this path mm-hmm. that's going to hurt you? Mm-hmm. And and I think too, when people think about a loving and merciful God and we're to have a relationship with Him, I think some people out there they don't love themselves, mm-hmm. so I'm not loving at all. I can't even love myself. So how am I going to connect with this guy? Yep. You know, and so there's got to be something else out there. And that's a huge core of it as well is my own my own self-worth right and my own self-image right and in a lot of that we know right comes from, from from all kinds of psychology right we know that a lot of that also comes from our um, family of origin and when we were younger yeah right yeah what do what do I believe about myself or what did people tell me about myself right and if if parents are saying you can choose your own faith and you can choose your own gender you know, as a, as a young person that I guess, I mean, they're, that's really hard to yeah. contend with or wrestle with. Right. 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 Um, but if I grew up in a, in a family that taught me that I am loved unconditionally mm-hmm. and that there are boundaries, yes, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that keeps us all safe. Right. Right. Um, and that, um, and that I am a son or daughter of the King, right. That, yep. that, that's part of how I was raised and my identity. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, if someone, you know, told you all the time that, you know, you're fat or you're stupid yep. or you're dumb, right? You start to believe that right. even if that, I mean, that's a lie. It's right. a lie. So, right. you know, we have to rewire some of these thoughts yep. that have about who we are. Yep. And that, that takes being in relationship with people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. yep. Because we, we have to be able to have those conversations and have the doors open because we're in relationship to say, no, that isn't the truth about who you are. Right. Let me tell you right. about who you are. Right. 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 And and for them to then start thinking differently about their self image and their self worth, um, and then that will affect everything in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I we were I think we were at mass. I don't know when it was. It just hit me all of a sudden. But we prayed the Apostles' Creed, Mm. and it got to the point, Jesus entered into hell. And it hit me different. After all these years, it hit me different. And I thought, that is what we're supposed to do, is that we are supposed to enter into people's hell. Not take it on, but if someone's going through hell, then Mm. like Jesus did, I go in there. Yeah. Yep. And then we come out together as best as I can. I'm not a therapist. I'm not going right, to heal people. Right. I'm not going to do all that. But as a human being to human being, I can be at least present with them. 
without taking it on myself, but be present with them. Yeah, yeah. And that they're not in that hell alone, but to enter in. And I know it's a different mm-hmm. hell that, you know, the no, fossil no, no. grief, but. Right, right, right. But, um, um, yeah. But do you ever feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get, I don't want to get messy. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm like, well, you could step over there and help that friend, but right. oh, it's kind of a messy situation, right. <laughs> you know, right. or I don't really know what to say, or I don't know, yeah. you know, and, and I know what you're saying and I believe that and I try and live that, but there are times when I'm like, you know what, oh, yeah. I'm not going oh, to call them back. I, I don't, you know, I don't, mm, it's a lot. That's, that's a mess over there. It and, is. <laughs> yeah, it's a and mess. only God really? can fix that. <laughs> right, right. But how many times do we hear, like, especially adults in the church, like, I, I don't want to work with the youth because I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what, yeah. the, I don't know. Yeah. The, well, do you know how to love someone? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. go do that. Go do that. Go do that. <laughs> go figure it out. Exactly, exactly. That's what they need is someone to actually just love, love them. Love them. And, and if you don't know answers, we'll figure out answers. If you don't mm-hmm. know what to say, just you're not a therapist. You don't have to fix it. Just love them. Be there. And I think that's what the apostles did. Right. I right. mean, like, it was Easter season here. Like, I mean, they were scared in the upper right. room, right? Right. I mean, they're like, what? Oh, 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 gosh, you know, this miss... And you think about it, they were just this misfit bunch of... Right, <laughs> right. Disciples, right? Right. And, um, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them. Yeah. And that is, um, that is, I think, the big key is for us to lean in to that the Holy Spirit will be there. The yeah. Holy Spirit... We have to trust that in those moments of a young person asking us a difficult question yeah. that we're afraid of, right? Yeah. And we have to trust, okay, I either I don't know or let me just pause a minute. You know what? Call upon the Holy Spirit and yeah. he will give me the words to say or where to find the answer to it or yep. who do we bring into this conversation to... Yep. Um, yep. And so... Do I go here? Yeah, we can go okay. here. Um, you're going to be getting on the freeway now, so you be careful now. Okay, this is going to be, we will. Yeah, it's going to be fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and um, and it's uh, and but that requires us as adults to have that relationship, right? Yeah. To be for us to be on the journey too doesn't mean our life has to be perfect. Right. Because right. you know what, you know the confessional, my my shadow, I shadow the confessional often, you know. <laughs> um, but it means that I need to be. Um, striving for a um to live a christian life and um do i get off here no we're gonna stay on here a little bit is that okay okay? oh no that's fine okay i I have no idea where i am okay i know where we are this is good we're not lost which is great (laughs) for a while there i was like i have no idea where we are but now we're now i know where we are so this Um, show's already different than the other ones we're not lost (laughs) (laughs) so wow this is great this is great um i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) i i don't know where i was going with that but it is um and I think, you know, I've been using, I've been working for Partnership for Youth as their executive director for over 20 years. Mm. Gosh, and the change I have seen in our youth um, sure. and in our adults and just in the church um, has been, um, has been both a, a blessing and, and a sadness in some ways too. There were times that, you know, it was just, it's been a rough, um, you know, there were rougher times than others, but I think right now our young people are, are struggling in a, in a way that, um, there's a hopelessness Yeah. that I, I don't think that I've necessarily felt from them before. Yeah. Would you say that that's kind of oh, what yeah. you sense to? Yeah. 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 And, um, and I, I think if we can give them hope mm-hmm. because, um, the, 
the number of young people who are depressed and have anxiety and mm-hmm. um, and struggle with you know uh, mental illness and yeah. suicide and suicide like we need to help them um, know that they are loved and that um, that we will walk with them yeah that they're yep. not alone right and I think you know um, the the isolation that so many of them feel yeah um, and that's a societal problem I mean I think even you I, I don't know about you but I feel it sometimes even oh sure I mean I'm like I'm all alone doing this work you know is anybody else out there and or I'm all alone with this problem and yeah um and yet to know like who are my lifelines right yeah. and who do who who do I need to call what and you know get down on my knees too but also right. we were made to be in community right and right. and so um you know, I'm not saying we just pray our way out of things. I don't say we're not going to pray our way out of depression, but prayer needs to be part of the plan, yeah. right? Yep. Um, along with community. Yep. And um, and so it's um, which is why when we you know at the conferences, like that's why we want young people to come with a group. Yeah. We want them to come with chaperones, to come with leaders, to come with a group. Um, so that when they go home, they have some sort of a support system there or, or someone they can say, oh gosh, I remember her from the Steubenville conference. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see, you know, maybe I can chat with her about a, a challenge I'm having, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, our, our society is very different than just even other, I think, countries have been in the past too, where we, we feel like we have to do it all alone. Yeah. Um, I have to, and I can do it all and I can do it all alone. And that's not the way God designed us. He designed us to be in community and whether that's, I need to ask for help for, or I need to ask for something to come off my plate or I need to, you know, um, explore, you know, um, a service of some, of some sort. Like, it's not, um, it's not a, it's not a lone ranger. I mean, God didn't, I mean. Right. It's why he had disciples. It's why right. you know. It's why he gave John to our lady, right, from yeah. the cross, right, yeah. like someone to walk with her and someone to walk with him yeah. in the ne- in the next season, and um, and for us to to recognize that too, that I don't do this alone. Like even our work, Chris. Right. I mean, I, you know, in some ways, I'm I'm the face of Partnership for Youth, and people know me. Mm-hmm. But um, I do not. I do this with hundreds of volunteers, and a, yep. a mighty staff. But we are small, small but mighty, yeah. and they are, you know, they're passionate people, and they have excellent skills, and they, um, and they bring so much richness to to our work um, yeah. and new ideas, and um, and we can't. I almost feel like God's like, I call you to this mission. But it's too big for you. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's too big for you. Right. So you got to bring other people, bring them around, yeah. and um, and and serve teens. But really, I'm here to save your soul. <laughs> right, 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 right. I feel like I'm like, yeah, I've been here some 20 years, Lord. So like, I mean, how many more lessons? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we done? That? Are we done yet? <laughs> right. Because how many years have you been in your position at the lacrosse? Uh, it'll be 17 this year, mm-hmm. but I was at seven years in Diocese of Nashville before that. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, so you've been and in ministry And then right before that, I came into the Catholic Church. So oh, it was, my gosh. Like, came to the Catholic Church and Beautiful. then started working for it and figuring it out. So. <laughs> and how many years have you been married? 
tw- uh, we will be 26 this year. We just 26? celebrated 25 last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. You don't look like you're old enough to be married. Twenty six years. I'll be fifty this year. What? Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, oh my gosh! I would have so, thought. I would so, not have thought. So, um, well, he's really like when you converted. Like, did you like feel feel this call to to like out of where did you find that call? Like, you were called to work in the church because I don't I, think that was. I felt that for a long time. I was. I I've been working in youth ministry way before that. I worked with okay. youth ministry and. Methodist churches, Baptist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, all that stuff, and then uh, and then came into the Catholic Church, and I was working at a place I hated, and <laughs> and uh, then I was like, I just gotta do something. Mm-hmm. So I actually was gonna volunteer, and went through the yellow pages back in the day. Oh my god! Which yes. anyone who's <laughs> that's dating blew you, someone's mind, it's dating and, us, yeah, it's dating right? us, yes. And um, <laughs> and uh, saw a Catholic youth office. I was like, oh, they might have some place that can put me. And so I called them up, left a message. The priest called me back and uh, said, actually, we have a position open. I want to talk to you about it. So I went in, and it was the diocesan youth office. And uh, I was like, yeah. Oh I was like, gosh. I'd love to work here. And it was like the same pay I was making. And it was wow. like, okay. And I get to work in youth ministry full time. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in for happy. sure. Yeah. And then, and then I did, and then kind of figured out the Catholic Church along the way, because <laughs> um, I didn't have to go as deep. You know, yes, I was still yes. in the like, okay, I'm Catholic now. Like, like all the not all, but a lot of people here. go through RCIA. They're like, yes, like uh, the Terminal Two exit. Yeah, the, uh, yes, mm-hmm. thirty-four. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then, and wow. then it was just like, so this is it. And this is what I want to do. But I went to school <coughs> in Nashville for music business. Music business. I did. Oh. And that lasted a semester. As well as every other major I majored in. Until I found the theology major. Are you <laughs> so, right, I majored oh everything for half Do I go? Uh, we're going to the right here. To the right. And this is one of those crazy oh, intersections. Oh, this is that crazy yes, intersection. This oh, this is crazy one. intersection. Oh, I don't know where I am now. When I they think. were building this, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. And they say it speeds traffic up in this. Really? Yeah, yeah. Especially wow. with the the rail here, the yeah, tra- oh, yeah, yeah. tram. So it's yeah. um, but it does seem to. I don't know. It's yeah, kind of weird. Kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of like all the roundabouts that we have. Oh right, now. right, like, everywhere, yeah, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. And some people know how to drive them, and some people some do not. Some don't. I end up being uh, Chevy Chase from vacation. Just there's Big Ben <laughs> Parliament. I'm just going around and around and around. <laughs> <laughs> One day, someday I'm just gonna drive through Picture the middle. middle. <laughs> Eddie, when he was younger, he'd be like, "Mom, do the loop, the loop," so I would go around all <laughs> right. the time. Right. The car. We're like, oh my gosh! Right. I hope nobody's recognizing us. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, but, um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a great adventure for sure. But it's yeah. it's it's made me go way deeper than I ever thought was yeah. possible. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you know, I I did not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit till I took this job. We're gonna take mm-hmm. a left right here. Oh, right here. Um, and I mean, God the Father. Yep. And Jesus, right? The God, yep. God's Son. But I just really didn't understand the Holy Spirit. And so this job is, and that's one of the gifts that it has given me, is just like this whole um, experience and um, understanding and love for the Holy Spirit and the the place in, um, let's just head down, down, follow that car there. Follow that car. Yeah. Okay. Um, the place in our lives and in the church, the role that the Holy Spirit has. Go this way? No, we're going to go straight down here. Go I'm going to take you down this, this, oh, this. Oh. We're going to go down and do a little loop-de-loop down here. Oh. I'll show you a little. Oh, nice. A little extra, a little extra 
spot. Um, and, um, I mean, and my work, my, I met my husband through yeah. my work. Through the work. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how long have you all been married? I will be 15 years 15. in September. Okay. Yes, I know, nice. I know. Um, and, um, and so our, our paths wouldn't have crossed otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and so just so many blessings that I didn't expect, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, um, he just, the Lord just provides, I think when we listen to his call yeah, and when we believe that a, we have all have a mission, right? We have yep. our universal mission and we have a unique mission Yeah, and that, um, and that his unique mission for us is so abundant, so abundant. And, and in some regards, I think most of us would say very different than I thought about in when I was in high school or when yeah. I was a junior high, right? We're just, right. yeah, just loop, loop around and, um, and yet, um, you know, just rich. And I, you know, when people ask me, cause I was single a long time, we got married a little later in life. And I was like, I just had a, I had a very abundant single life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, I was able to do some traveling. I was, you know, worked in ministry still. And, um, and I, um, just had a lot of experiences and a lot of opportunities and, um, just feel really blessed about that time and, yeah. and prayed like the Lord, you know, yeah. like if you want marriage as a vocation for me, then send me, you know, the, the person mm-hmm. and, um, was open to that, to that call and had discerned early on in life that religious life was not my calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I had traveled over to Europe actually to Portugal and spent six weeks with my sister who was in a religious community there oh, at the wow. time. And, um, and she, uh, I said, I just want to come. I know I'm not called to this community. I knew that like, that was not my, the community I would be yeah. called to if God was calling me to religious life. But, um, that, uh, I just wanted to really discern that and give the Lord time to speak to my heart in that. And then if that was where he was calling me to then pursue that. Right. Right. Um, and <laughs> shortly into my time there, I remember just laying on my sister's bed in the convent and I said, Oh, you know, if that bell rings one more time for prayer, I might just open my eyes. Wow. <laughs> and yep. she's like, wow, yeah, this is not your calling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Are we praying were, again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, she, and I'm like, that wasn't the only thing, but that was kind of a right. funny moment in right. it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this, you know? And she, wow. um, anyways, but it was just, um, I think God, blesses that intentionality of like, Lord, I just, I want to pursue your will here. And, and then that I was always able to like cling to that, to just say, even though I was, you know, a single life was a long time. I'm like, Nope, Mm -hmm. the Lord, you called me. And, and maybe, maybe I know you weren't calling me to religious life. I'm thinking it's marriage, but maybe it's also the single life and the, you know, and that could be too. And, um, and so then he sends me my yogi. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, and it all fell in the place. All in the place. Yogi yeah, yeah, partnership yeah. for you. Mm-hmm, all this, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, just beautiful, beautiful oh, that's life. So awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, that is great. Thank you for driving with me. You're <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. It was so. I'm glad fun. technology kind of worked with me. So fun.